Welcome to this Marvelicious Toys one-shot. They're not just toys, they're Marvelicious. So we are here with the dream team of Marvel Legends, Dwight, Ryan, and Dan. Hello. Hello. Hey, Arnie. Good seeing you, buddy. S seeing you in person. I've been seeing you online so much lately. It's, it's been a while. <laughs> so, talking giant, man. You reposed him today. I have to redo my photo shoot, I see. <laughs> um, what's your level of optimism right now? We're about a, 10 days out. Yeah, you know, um, we, we, you, you never never say die, right? We're like uh, just like the Goonies, man. You never say die. Uh, campaigns typically have a big start, and usually if it's a positive campaign, it has a good finish. And this campaign has been mostly positive. You know, the uh, detractors are asking for things that don't even exist and aren't part of it and weren't planned to be part of it for many reasons. So, you know, we're very pleased and happy with what the offering is, and we hope for a big finish to this campaign like we've seen so many times in the past. And, uh, you know, but, you know, there's no reason to, to hold out on that uh, FOMO. It's like jump in now if you're interested and uh, let's get this thing to the finish line and make uh, a lot of fans happy with the great figure. This is really the first time that a lot of the Legends toy community has been able to see Giant Man in person because I did take him down to D23 in Orlando, but that, that's like a Disney kind of event and not really, you know, figure figureheads. So I think we've had a great response so far. Dwight and Dan have been talking with a lot of the fans. Dwight's been showing that one f piece of uh, video on his cell phone about like how the face swapping is going to work. And uh, yeah, we're gonna. I think we're gonna repose him uh, every day, Arnie. So if you need to come back, we, we might put the zombie head on at some point. Um, but yeah, we just really want to show all the details, some of the articulation as best we can because we don't want him to fall over. Um, but uh, yeah, anything else to add? No. What are your thoughts on it? Oh, I mean, I think it's a great looking figure the photos online don't do it justice the texture of the outfit is great i think you need to post that video of fa changing the faces there's a lot of questions about how do you change the faces and things like that i saw the video yesterday i think you need to post that to your instagram because it's going to people are really wondering how the face plates work how the eyeballs work the fact that that's all interchangeable so i think getting that out there would you know when i posted photos yesterday like a litany of questions about how the face plates work. So I think I'll have to have my team teach me how to post videos. Dan, how do we use technology? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll we'll help you out, Dwight. We'll try. So let me ask Giant Man, why this figure at this time? Why was this the HasLab chosen? So the marketing tie-in is it's a big Avengers year. As we know, we already had our Avengers Beyond Earth's Mightiest program in the works, finalized. You know, figures like that new Black Widow, the Hawkeye with the Sky Cycle, you know, Mark I Iron Man, those were already in the plan. And um, I think we, we saw the campaign from last year and learned that uh, Marvel's sweet spot, we think, Marvel Legends for HasLabs, are these jumbo characters, right? Sentinel, Galactus were both very successful. And um, it's been, I think, 16, 17 years uh, between the last classic giant man like this the old toy biz build a figure which was a walmart exclusive that took 10 figures to buy to make so i don't think everyone who would love a giant man you know was collecting back then or wants to get hunt that down on the secondary market so we kind of factored all of those things in and uh, just wanted really to kind of unleash dwight and the team on what they could do with a modern 
sculpted, fully, fully articulated, 91 points of articulation, giant man. Yeah, this is the first figure of this size that we've been able to give this type of articulation to. Sentinel and Galactus were awesome challenges on their own, but to be able to do so much more with this, to have this thing being able to do all of those close to Spider-Man low crouch poses, which these previous ones can't do, was another, uh, it was a fun challenge to tackle. And, you know, um, you know you've seen what, what we've been posting with the uh, gray model. We can't do that with this one because this is a paint master. If I start moving this like that, it's going to be all chipped up and look, you know, all beat down. But, you know, you've seen what we can do with that thing on that gray model. There's a lot of uh, potential with this figure. So you mentioned the face plates. And just one of the questions that I've seen, the way it happens is, in case you haven't posted the video, as I saw it, the head kind of pops out from the mask. And then you can replace the face plate on the head and replace the eyes behind it and then pop it back on. Why do I need to post anything, buddy? You got this down. Well, my question then, I, that was that was the info leading into the question, <laughs> is is there going to be an issue with like paint rub as the mask rubs over the face plates and things like that? Absolutely not. The best part about this uh, the technologies and the way we're doing it now is the mask is going to be primarily molded in red. There will be some overspray decos on the outside of it, and the inkjets of the faces uh, are pretty are pretty much just on that mold color so the ink jets will be around the lines so that there should be very minimal uh, rubbing of anything that's actually painted it'll be more just base material against base material and as you guys know typically that doesn't have that kind of wear and tear okay and then in that video right the headpiece you were talking about if you look at it it's not like the forehead doesn't come out like it should it's kind of set backwards mm -hmm. so it makes it easier to tilt the head back inside the helmet and pull it out and then that void is going to be filled on the inside from the helmet piece so it's not going to be like you know squishy emptiness but that you know the team has done a good job of thinking through we know fans are going to want to change the face plates for various poses and various things and so want to make it as easy and as uh sturdy as possible yeah easy sturdy and limit the potential for that kind of damage of the thing the, that was the whole uh we we had done multiple designs of how this was going to take and we were seeing issues with them and we're like okay so you know like with anything you keep trying and testing different processes so you find one that allows for the mask to slide in and out the easiest with minimal uh stretching and wear and tear on the mask and uh potentially you know uh less risk for paint rub at $200, this is one of the less expensive HasLabs just across the HasLab project. Given that you put out things like the Captain Carter shield that come in around 150 why couldn't this be a main retail item? Why did this have to go HasLab? So the Captain Carter shield is actually only in a limited number of Target stores. We see these pictures online, uh, which is kind of striking because it's such a big box. But it's not like, it's not like that shield is in every store, number one. Uh, and, and number two, it's, it's not about whether a certain price point or a size box could actually live at retail. That all factors into it, of course, but it's more of a developing and building the right number of quantity, right? That's where, in a crowdfund model, you build exactly how many you need. Because if you think at it from a retailer's perspective, they need to, they're guessing too, right? They're forecasting in their minds, how many units do we think we can sell? And someone's got to take the liability to have it in normal retail. And that's where that, that question of we need to make the right amount comes in. So it's not a box size. It's not a price point issue for brick and mortar. It's kind of that forecasting question, I think. One thing, I understand that with the uh, engine of vengeance, there were some negative feedback regarding the stretch goals of the figures and whatnot. Here, 
you didn't include any figures in the base. There's no figures as the stretch goals. I'm on record. I like stretch goals that actually accentuate the base. But I do think that my observation is figures move people into getting Haslabs. So why was the thinking? I understand that the cost would have been higher. But what was the thinking about not including like just a six-inch giant man or a classic wasp or something like that We're, with this Haslab? Yeah, I think that's a fair question. Well, uh, oh, I'd really, I'd really love for the fans to try to take a step back and think through what we say when we were trying to make this the most accessible price point we could at exactly two hundred dollars, right, for the giant man. Yes, there are other characters we know that go with this classic look. Um, we can still make those figures and sell them. In the future, you know, it's not like this giant man is coming out today. This is going to ship next year. So it's either we bundle those figures together, uh, and this is a $250 item with two figures, or you can buy those, you can spend that $50 later in the future. It's still the same price. We're just breaking up the transaction. Now, if the question is, well, I think a $200 giant man should include all these other things, well, then, that, then that's a costing kind of breakdown and we can only afford so much this is all this is all new tooling this is a lot of paint this is a lot of plastic it's a lot of shipping to ship a big box like to your house right so all those kind of economic factors come into it so what's the question are we asking is the question i want to be able to buy those figures now and i don't for some reason want to buy them in the future or is it a question of i think two hundred dollars is is should include more overall right like that, those are the two kind of competing factors there so, so, so Arnie, like for certain figures, if we came out with them next year and you can buy, like, is that, how different is that to you versus spending 250 today versus just 200 tomorrow and $50 uh, next year or something me, like that? To me, no different. To people who sit on the fence and decide whether or not they're going to jump in on a HasLab, I think I see people on that fence who figures could have pushed into the yard instead of still staying on the fence. That's where, so I, I understand what you're saying, but I'm trying to also, you know, I read hundreds of comments every day in the groups we and I'm like- We do too, definitely. But I, I think it's, I think Ryan basically gets to the point, right? Yeah. It's like a lot of those comments is basically saying we want two or three additional figures for the same price point, yeah. which if we're being realistic about the business that we're in, you know, another fi adding more figures to it would have increased the price of the, the offer. or shrunk Giant Man, and you know, and or maybe reduced articulate. Like, like it's a trade-off. Like we don't have unlimited, unlimited resources as much as we would love to. Right, and, and keep in mind, let's just let's just number crunch it. Right, fifty people are on line saying that they think this thing should have more figures in with it, and then you scroll down. And then 50 people are saying, I can't believe you hid Goblin Queen and Mephisto behind a price cap of the Engine of Vengeance. So the community is split. It's not like one or the other. It's 50% say, you know, this is awesome. I don't have that extra expense. And the other 50 are saying, I want more stuff. But like you said, basically for free, which is not how we would do things, you know, so. I think, I think everyone is, <laughs> as we have Miles Morales blasting his boombox. I think everyone is free, entitled to their opinion, and if I can't change your opinion with the facts behind it, that's okay. But I think what most people should recognize is we, we, we learned from Engine of Vengeance, and we, did, we didn't just run back the same playbook that didn't work. 
right? We were thoughtful about it. We to come at it from a different angle. And I'm sure depending on wherever Giant Man ends up, we will take learnings from this campaign and apply it to the next one as well. We're always thinking about it. So we can't please everyone. We, we try to do the best we can, um, but we're, we're, we're thinking through things, you know? Yeah, we're saying, but, but, I mean, we stand behind this offering at this entry price point of 199 Like you said, it's one of the best prices you've seen for a HasLab. And everyone who's seen it in person this weekend, literally everyone has been blown away by the actual scale to, like you said at the very beginning of this interview, uh, looking at these types of items on your laptops and your cell phones don't truly give a 24-inch figure its justice. So seeing is believing, and the, and the people who have had the opportunity to make it to Comic-Con, you know, and I'm not sure when you're posting this, but like if you're able to make it out this weekend, come down and check this thing out, because you know it looks amazing in person. Like you said, there's a lot of attention to detail that went into this that you don't really, you know, it's all there, but you don't get necessarily as much credit for it in photos as opposed to seeing it with your own eyes. All right, guys, thank you so much for the time. Got to talk something else later on, but I know Giant Man's your big focus this weekend. So thank you for talking to us, and my fingers are crossed for you. You know, I'm watching the numbers all the time, and I'm, I'm invested in this happening, too. I feel emotionally invested as a backer in this. As are we, as are we. Well, thank you for giving us the opportunity to talk about it and maybe address some of the you know questions that are floating out there. Hopefully some of that made sense. All right, thanks. You have a good show. All right, you too. Thank you for listening to this episode of Marvelicious Toys. Marvelicious Toys is a Venganza Media production, copyright 2023, all rights reserved.